Welcome to the Lean Into Love podcast, a spiritual self-compassion podcast and space devoted for you to find greater inner freedom, connect more fully to the world around you, and cultivate a deeper spiritual connection to a higher power. I'm your host, Gina Velez, a performer at heart, wellness enthusiast, self-love coach, and current grad student slash therapist in training, I have spent most of my life searching for ways to come back home to myself, back home to the wellspring of love. Along my journey, I have found transformative practices and met some incredible teachers. I now want to share it all with you because as Ram Dass once said, we are all just walking each other home. Let's embark on a journey of heart-centered exploration, vulnerability, and expansion. Together, we'll navigate the intricate dance between love and fear and discover the limitless power of the human heart. When we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, we radiate that love outward, making a profound difference in our relationships, our communities, and the world. The journey starts now, and I'm thrilled to have you by my side. Let's begin. Today, I am interviewing the remarkable Elisha Cleaver. Elisha is an extraordinary individual, and she truly is the embodiment of strength. I met Elisha this past summer during a Reiki training course, and the more I learned about her story, the more I admired her. She views everything in an optimistic light, has the most positive energy, and makes everyone feel considered in her presence. To know that she has overcome some significant challenges in her life and continues to transform her fear into faith is even more incredible. She is a true trailblazer. I hope you find this episode as inspirational as I did. Enjoy. Hello, Alicia. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, totally. So um, Alicia and I, we actually met doing our Reiki training together this past summer with our friend Angie, who was leading the whole training. And we met a a fellow classmate of ours, uh, Stephanie. But it was a really special time because we learned how to harness our gifts to help others um, essentially heal. I mean, we're not the ones healing, right, Alicia? We're just a conduit of that that healing energy um so it was really fun and i love getting to sit next to you and you have such a beautiful soul such such a beautiful light and one of the best laughs i've ever heard so (laughs) yeah and i just felt really um felt really inspired by you and everything that you had to say and um i have a lot of respect for you so i thought who better to have on the podcast but elisha well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, definitely enjoy the Reiki as well and enjoy the class with you as well. Um, it was very uplifting and well needed at the time. A lot of times we go through it, our journeys and wonder why we're there. And then later, you kind of, it kind of pans out. So still just trying to have faith and hope in those blank moments. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And I think that that is something that's kind of been a an overarching theme in your life, right? Having, having yes. hope and faith in moments that can seem pretty challenging. Um, would you care to explain a little bit about yourself and, and what it is that you do and 
uh, go give us some history okay. on Elisha. Okay. Well, I'm Elisha. Um, I'm a cosmetologist at the moment. I do full body waxing. Um, I definitely want to get more into healing. But that being said, I do feel like I have a lot more healing of myself to do. So I'm trying not to let that get in the way. But as well, I want to be healed to help heal others. It doesn't stop me from healing others. But I love giving advice. I love uplifting people. I'm very empathetic. I've come from a long journey just through family and just generational stuff. So at the time now, I'm 37, I'm going through my healing journey, which probably started about probably eight years ago, I would say, that I really jumped in and got comfortable just trying to heal myself or even noticing that I needed to heal myself and what steps to take from there. So it's a process. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm moving along. I do full body waxing um, on my own. So I have a studio and then I do want to get back into hair and get more confident with hair. And then I'll start doing hair as well again. And hopefully Reiki haircuts. <laughs> I love that idea, Reiki haircuts. Okay. What do you envision with that? Um, Just healing, just to have, because... What the Reiki brought me was community. So just to have community where you could talk and be able to talk about spiritual or spirituality that's not in a box of religion. So just being able to heal and being able to be free and talk and share your experiences with other people because that's how we learn. Mm, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And um, yeah, how did you come into your career? Well, um, surprisingly, it's kind of weird. I think it's a generational thing because never once did I say I want to be a cosmetologist. I grew up my aunt with my aunt. She was a cosmetologist. My grandma was a cosmetologist before she passed who raised me. And so it's a long line of cosmetologists in my family. I actually did um, business. I'm a business major as well. So went through business, graduated, and um, hit a hard a hard rock back home. I lived in New Mexico. And when that happened, I ended up moving out here. Well, it was hard to find a job because I'm a newly grad of business and I need to look for accounting management or owning my own business such a huge state orange county such huge cities everywhere so it was challenging challenging for me to find a job so i ended up going back to school and i was like well what could i do that i could use my business degree for as well as build myself up so i jumped into cosmetology that is so amazing elisha you have the business smarts, you have the create the creativity, and you're combining that all in one. Yes. That's really wonderful. Um, so Elisha, do you feel like your faith has supported you through this these endeavors? Like has your faith brought you to these conclusions that like, okay, this is the next right step that I need to do? Most definitely. Um, I think I stand on faith a lot. Um before I moved here, I was really into the church. I would go to the ch to church every weekend, 
me and my kids, I raised my niece and nephew and I have my daughter. Uh, my daughter is 16. My niece and nephew are 21 and 24 now. And we used to go to church all the time. Moving here, I kind of geared out of church. So religion, moving here, religion took a turn for me, but I went more towards spirituality, I guess. So looking within, but I always stand on faith. God is always putting me in the right circumstances so I definitely trust him and I know he always gets me to the right places it's my own decisions that take me the other way <laughs> so definitely I do think my faith is what got me here mm, yeah and how do you feel like um well okay let me go back really fast before I ask you more mm -hmm. about faith you're you said you're 37 and you raised yes. your niece and nephew and they're yes. 22 and 25 24 and 21 my 24 niece is 21 and my nephew's 24 okay that that is not a large age difference no no so tell me a little bit more about that so i took them on solely as uh one of the girls that I follow on Instagram, she calls it a super mom, but a single mm -hmm. mom when my daughter was one. So 15 years ago, I took them on just being a single mom solely. Um, I've always had them before. My sister had them very young. She had my nephew at 13. So she was very young and she has a lot of mental issues as well. She's diagnosed uh, drug-induced schizophrenia, bipolar, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it just wasn't a good situation to let her raise them. So I've always pretty much been their provider, not uh, necessarily when they're younger. I wasn't their financial provider, but definitely the one that was always there taking care of them. And then when I did take them on, um, when my daughter was one, I was their full on provider. So mm -hmm. definitely hard, definitely hard times. A lot of learning because I was young as well. I was 21 at the time. Wow. Yeah. yeah so so you're lots of, uh, lots of learning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And at such a young age, like you're you're a child yourself raising yes. other children and a toddler like that yes. is so, so much work and responsibility. And I remember you sharing that in our Reiki training. And I just looked at you and I was like, this this is an incredible human being to have been able to step up to the plate and just be like, I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it, you know? And it's all because you have so much love in your heart and you yes. knew these these souls need assistance. Mm -hmm. And I am the only one who can provide that for them. And so that really did take so much compassion and love in your heart to do that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it does. Um, definitely does. And it takes a certain kind of person as well. Like you have to have the love for it and the capacity for it because it is a hard job. Definitely a hard job. Yeah. Yeah. And would you say that like there are figures in your family who model that same kind of behavior that you um, th there's that kind of behavior? Most definitely. Um, I think the one of the huge reasons why I took them on is my aunt took me on with um, it was four of us and she had two kids of her own. Like 
growing up, we were surrounded by kids and my aunt took us on by herself and she did it like superwoman as well. So she is a major woman figure in my life that I look up to. And there's not many of us in our family and we come from a really big family that's broken. So those ones that do take on the extra um, lack is definitely (laughs) fair and far. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So definitely there needs, there has to be more of us, especially in my family. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just incredible that she was your influence and now you can serve as someone else's inspiration and hopefully it doesn't have to come down to that same situation. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but just Mm -hmm. the fact that you are now able to be in a space where you're like, okay, all of those years I was serving others, I was helping others. And now I am in a space where I can take care of myself. That must feel pretty liberating. Well, that was actually the hardest time. That's when I actually joined the yoga studio and started doing the yoga and started doing the Reiki because everybody moved off. My daughter went to New Mexico and I was stuck with just me. And it's like, well, what do I do with just me? (laughs) So it's like, you have a choice. Either find yourself and heal yourself spiritually and grow. Or I could have went out and went partying and just... You know, but I chose to ground myself and find myself and pour into myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like you taking the time to pour into yourself, as you just said, and Mm -hmm. heal, you're Mm -hmm. you're not just healing you, but you're teaching your daughter and your, your nieces and nephews how to do the same. And you're breaking generational I don't like to use the word curses, but you're, you're breaking generational patterns and healing Mm -hmm. generational trauma. Which is the goal. That's my goal. I, and you know, my background, I come from a very big family. Um, I'm one of 13 siblings, one we've never met. So everybody's like, wait, there's 12 of us, but there's 13 of us. And there, we all have a lot of problems and a lot that we're healing from just from generational. We have generational property, uh, generational uh, trauma that we're trying to heal from. So there's a lot of disconnect in my family. So my goal is, and it's always been surprisingly since I was very young, is to like heal my family. So to be able to get them on the same page or on the same healing journey is the goal. Mm. <laughs> is, is it easy? It definitely is not. But leading by example, surprisingly, a lot of them are following. Yeah, I think that's the key, right? Is to just show mm-hmm. up, lead by example, and then others mm-hmm. will be like, oh, that's that's the template. We can We can do that too. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. But that's big work. Does it ever feel like, okay, come on, you guys, let's go. Come on, get on my bandwagon. Most definitely. Most definitely. I go through a lot of ups and downs. Um, sometimes you just get frustrated and you're like, oh my God, like, um, for example, I don't know if I was in the class when my, one of my older sisters came out and I had to prep for her because she is big energy. And so she ended up coming out and she's seen everything going on here. And for her whole life, like 
her adult life, she's been on disability and telling herself she's mentally ill. She's another one. She's diagnosed with mental illness as well. So she's um, deals with all these problems. After she came out here and went to the beach and seen what I do, now she went home and she graduates the esthetician program in four weeks. Oh, my God. So she went home. She's like, I'm not telling myself I'm crazy anymore. She's like, I'm getting my education. And she's like, you inspired me so much. And I know I could do it. So seeing that, I already know, like, leading by example. Sometimes you don't see the work right away, but you just have to be patient because God's always working. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Alicia. That makes me so happy for her and also for you too yes yes yeah. oh that's and then in a couple of my sisters as well i see the, i see them so mm-hmm. oh i love that i love that um okay so i have some more questions about okay. i kind of want to go back to the the faith aspect and religion okay. what what made you evolve what or what helped you evolve your belief system from a religious based belief system to more of a an open non-dogmatic spiritual lens so growing up I always felt condemned like I love God I love praying growing up even from a very young age I love I have always prayed because I'm empathetic So I'm always feeling other people's pain. So I remember even praying a prayer like, look over me, my family, my friends, and even my enemy. And I always like, but I prayed that all the time, like look over everybody. Um, But to religion, I just feel like it condemns you so much and you're in a box and it doesn't feel, everything you do, it kind of feels wrong Mm -hmm. with Coming into spirituality, like you're looking inside yourself. God's in you, not out of you. You're not looking in the sky. You're looking at what you could fix inside you. God's in you. He made you in his image. So you're it's different. Like you're not only good on just Sundays, you're good every day. Cause the inside you is God. So change. And I just felt more comfortable with spirituality. Like God's with me, spirit's with me all the time. And he wants me to do good. And he's going to show me signs to do this. When I was in the church, it's like, don't do this. You're a sinner. You're not going to make it. So I just felt more comfortable kind of gearing out of religion. I do believe in God. I do believe in Jesus. I just don't like the religion part of it. Mm -hmm. So many people have died over religion. So many people, there's so much controversy between religions. And it's like, but we all are God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are all extensions of source energy. And so to to create these camps creates the illusion of separateness. Mm Yes. of separation and it's like yeah but no we're not separate we are all one and if i treat you poor, poorly yes. you're gonna that's treating myself poorly and that cycle continues exactly exactly yeah i i agree i think i grew up catholic and for most of my life it mm-hmm. was very like a fear-based belief system yes. in the catholic church and brimstone and fire and all that kind of stuff and um as yes. i got older uh, I started to question a lot of that. And there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of like 
pushback with that? Like, don't question. Um, yeah, because like, there is no question. And when you do question, nobody had the answer. And that's where the pushback yeah. came, came from, because is there an answer for these questions that we have? Mm. And sometimes and sometimes there isn't. And the only answer is yeah. to look within. Is like yes. what works for you, not yes. what works for like the masses, but what 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 works for you, Elisha, today, right now, mm -hmm. as you are. Um, and then sometimes that can change too. And for yes. something to be fluid and changing, there's so much freedom within that form. Yes. Yes. You know, and yeah. I did the same. Um accountability like you have sins but i say accountability if you hold yourself accountable you're thinking twice about what you're doing eventually you're going to change the way you're doing things so i try to find accountability in every situation in my life even if it's bad or somebody else's actions i find it my own accountability like what am i doing in this situation or this area to even have to experience what i experience so that helped a lot as well in just molding, like, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in, um, especially with families who are very traditionally religious. <laughs> it's hard to explain spirituality, and they look at you crazy, and then eventually they look and see and realize, okay, maybe she's onto something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she seems so free and light. I want some yeah. of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I had to change my whole thought process. And that yeah. was with everything in life, like even how I dealt with money or like even coming out here, I didn't have a lot of money. I had kids and it, I'm on the bus and I've always was very frugal. Even my, my ex used to tell me that all the time, like, you're so frugal. And I'm like, what does that mean? First off, because <laughs> I didn't know what it meant then. And yeah. it's like, I, I would penny pinch and I would feel bad every time I spent money. So I was always in lack of money. So changing your mindset around things changes your life for sure. <laughs> yeah, so good. I, I just got chills. That's like such a, a perfect quote, changing your beliefs, yes. changing how you think about things changes your life. And mm -hmm. now how do you feel in your relationship to money? I feel amazing. Money flows. Money's always flowing. I don't think that's been, I might complain here and there, but I always have money and I'm like, okay, why am I complaining? But money <laughs> definitely flows to me freely. Like it's insane for sure. I remember having a conversation with you when you first moved into the new space that you're in for your yes. business. And yes. you were so just like, it's great. Everything's going to be great. Like I'm going to get clients, money's going to flow and it's, I'm not worried about it. And you were so yes. certain that I was like, yeah, I believe that for you too. Like I, I see it. And it was yes. such, um, it was for me, it was like a paradigm shift. Like I, my mind was like, that that's pot like that freedom with money is possible yeah. and Elisha is demonstrating that to me most definitely it's scary because even like now because even now is it's gearing up but it's still a little slow but I'm like you know what God's got me like my account is even telling me I don't have it it's my mind if I'm sitting there like okay this is a little slow that would be my mm -hmm. mind telling me that like no money's gonna come mm -hmm. my rent has paid itself every for the past four months already so wow. and it's going to continue to pay itself so 
That's so cool. That is really, really awesome. Um, Yeah. okay. What are some of your like favorite, uh, are you a reader? Do you like books? I'm not a big reader. I do like self-help books. So Perfect. if I'm reading books, they're definitely going to be self-help. Like before I had got into the yoga studio, I was already reading up on Reiki. I think I started reading up on Reiki um, during the quarantine because I was like, you know, I want to find a way to heal myself. Like I have a lot of, I was, that's when I was really facing like my childhood traumas and really digging deep. And so I'm okay. I need a tool that might help me. So I ended up starting to read. Um, it was complete Reiki. And then it just tells you what Reiki is. It gives you the background kind of like the one that we read, but without the full on psychic part of it. Mm. Is So that how I love you self-help first? books. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to ask two questions. Um, Uh-huh. and if, if you need me to, to repeat, feel free to ask, but, um, Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, what are some books, some spiritual books or self-development books that you can share that you would be like, yes, highly recommend. And is that book, you, what was it that you just said? Common Reiki, The complete Reiki, complete complete. Reiki. Complete Yeah. Reiki. Um, is that like the first introduction for you or had you like heard about Reiki before? That was like, I think the, the, I heard, I heard the name, I got interested in it. And so I ended up getting a book. So that was the first introduction actually to it. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And the books that I would probably recommend, um, if you're interested in the Reiki, I really did like the psychic Reiki, um, the Yeah. one that we did for the training, that was a really good one. And then the other one that I uh, read as well, Your Body Speaks Your Mind, I want to say is that one, but I, I, it might be another one. But I was also reading that one, and it just tells you different um, areas that your body holds, different tensions and emotions. And like if you have injuries, what it means on certain body part. Um was another one I love astrology so I also read a lot of astrology so I have a big old book of it's called um shoot I can't remember the name of it right off my head <laughs> That's okay. sorry If you can remember, no, I'll, <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. okay It's perfect. Um, but okay yeah, I remember in our, our trainings, you would drop into our group chat, like all of the best astrology videos. And I, I was like, this is awesome. I'm learning so much, not just Reiki, but about astrology too. Oh, yeah. Astrology has the, it's crazy. I always say it's a forecast. So I talk all day long, all day long, astrology, the cosmos, everything healing. <laughs> I see Yeah. a lot of people throughout the day. So I think I plant a lot of seeds. <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully good seeds. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like, yeah, since you work with a lot of people and you're exchanging your energy with them and you're so um, up all the time, what are some self-care practices and um, just like self-love practices for you? Um, meditation is a big one. I try to med 
meditate um, when I wake up before I do anything in the morning. I like to meditate as I get ready. I'll even meditate in the shower. Um, I love self-care. So I love the spas. I love to cleanse. I, I like sage. I like Palo Santo. Just keeping up your spiritual hygiene is always important. Definitely when you're dealing with a lot of people and hands-on with a lot of people because you do take take on their energies. And they could be pretty draining if you don't know how to transmute. Yeah, especially as you said earlier, you're an empath. So if you're not mm-hmm. careful, all you do is oh, just yeah. take that on. And then at the end of the day, you're like, who who even am I? <laughs> yes. Sometimes I come home and I'm like, don't talk to me for a couple hours and definitely have to meditate or I I like um, Florida water as well is another cleansing agent, kind of like sage and stuff. So, and I love to carry stones. So if you feel drained when you're dealing with a lot of people, there's plenty of things, plenty of tools that you could find, carry, or cleanse yourself with. That's awesome. Um, Elisha, would you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about what brought you out to California? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so back home growing up, I, I, I've been on my own since I was 16, had my daughter at 20. And then, um, prior to coming here, I had ended a relationship and ended up in a battered woman shelter. I ended up in a homeless shelter because I was a full-time student and he was the one who made the money. And so me and the kids are in the in a battered woman shelter, which I've met. And there I met a lot of amazing women that just been through a lot of stuff and still holding on strong. And it's definitely a huge step to leave and get help. So that took me through a lot. Um, Just life was tough. Life was actually really tough before I came here. I appreciate California because it just gives me the drive to do better, even though it's so scary because everybody's like, it's so expensive. And I don't care how expensive it is. I love it here. (laughs) I will make the money because there's drive here, even in places where it's not expensive, people are still struggling. So it's all a mindset. And one day my mom moved out here and she was like, we don't want you in a shelter with the kids. If you want to move out here, we're here for you. And so I jumped on a train, left everything that I owned. My little van, we used to call JC for Jesus Christ because it was actually donated to us by a church, oh, <laughs> which was wonderful. my home church. They were amazing. Um, They're called Sagebrush in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they... We're just amazing. My mom, when she moved here, she actually moved here on parole. She was getting out of prison. So I didn't have parents to help me when I was out there. And so um, moved out here. When I moved out here, I was on the bus. I was on assistance. I was getting cash assistance. I was getting food stamps. Didn't know where I was going. That's where I was like, okay, I got to get into school. I got to find a way to dig myself out of this hole. And I did everything I needed to do. And surprisingly, now I worked myself off of assistance. I no longer get government assistance. I'm able to pay all my bills happily. And I just, I told myself I need the drive and I stuck to my guns and kept going. 
and stood on faith. Mm. Thank you. And so community much for... as well. Yeah, community, <laughs> community too. as well. Yeah, I found some amazing friends, and it's it's about who you surround yourself with. Mm, that's huge, right? Huge, because as healers, you want to you want to surround yourself with a lot of broken people, and you want to try to heal everybody. So you got to find. I changed my whole friend group. So everybody is like business oriented, trying to grow spiritual and community is important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, you are a product of the five main people you spend your time around. And so yes. yeah, we really do need to be intentional about who mm -hmm. we choose to let into our immediate and, and even kind of like a external friend group. Um, yeah, that's, that's really powerful that your life changed. And so did the people you're orbiting with. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because even my mom, she changed. She's she came from being an addict to prison. Um, she got out of prison. We changed everything. So her moving out of New Mexico changed her life. She's been 13 years clean now. Wow. And she graduated college at 52, and now she's a counselor, and she does drug and alcohol counseling. I forgot about that part of your story, and that, I, like, yeah. my jaw is dropping, because now there's, like, two women who have yeah. taken the reins of their, the driver's seat of their life and are like, yeah, I'm not going to look back. I'm I'm going forward. I can do this. No, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. So definitely proud of her. She's an amazing woman. And she's, she, if you would have met her 13 years ago, you would say it was impossible. So mm, I've seen miracles is... happen in front of my eyes. <laughs> yes, that is a miracle. It's, mm -hmm. it's so amazing what, what faith can do, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. beautiful. Well, I just I really appreciate you sharing that, Alicia. Thank you. Um, because I think I think more people need to hear ex stories that where they can see that it's possible to yes. yes, they may be in a moment where it's like, I feel like there's no way out of this, but it's possible. And yeah. you are proof Very of that. Important to, it's so important to be that story, what would you call it? Um, can't find the word for it, but to tell your story, it's very important to tell your story. Like I've always been open and everybody's like, you're an open book. And I'm like, am I oversharing? Because <laughs> everybody's so hard. They don't want you and they don't want you to know their dirty laundry. I'm like, you know what? I'm open book. You know everything about me, probably too much. But, <laughs> but that's what we love about you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, definitely an open book and definitely have lots of stories. So many, everybody I talk to is like, you need to write a book. And I'm like, I don't write. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, you need to write this book. <laughs> you you should though. You should like think about, even if it's not writing a book, maybe like voice record some of these stories yes. and then compile them. Just, you know, maybe your daughter can can share them with her children one day and um, because yeah, some of the other stories you told us are hysterical and some of them moved yeah. us to tears. And I, I think you're a wonderful storyteller. 
Thank you. I think I talk too much sometimes. I'm like, okay, bring it in. <laughs> no, it's great. I don't think so. I think you talk just enough and it, it's always oh, engaging good. and captivating. And something you do really well, Elisha, is you, you're so invested in what other people have to say as well like you really you do such a wonderful job of asking really insightful questions and um mm -hmm. reciprocity and so i think there's a huge difference between someone who just like talks at the wind and everyone's mm -hmm. like you know okay but you you're that is not you at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly um okay so i, I, I question wanna... myself sometimes say that again I said, oh, okay. I question myself sometimes. <laughs> oh, I get that. I mean, don't we all? That's like part of it, right? Yeah. It's to question and then go like, okay. <laughs> that's that's good awareness. Um, okay, so what are some of your future goals? Slash like you can do anywhere from the next five years to maybe even 15 years. A future goal is to... Get more into healing, healing others, and maybe travel with it. Um, like I said, maybe Reiki haircuts or and get more. I want to do a lot of traveling and meeting different people, even though we're in a state that's so big. you can, There's so many people to meet, but as well as going to healing retreats and stuff and maybe uh, joining those and seeing if maybe I could... Um, hitch onto their coattail and maybe do traveling. I see some of the people that I follow and they do like healing resorts in different countries. So I think that would be awesome to even attend and just get more into healing. Oh yeah, that would be my goal. I I believe it and I see it for you. I You are yes. one of those rare individuals who says, I'm gonna do that and you make it happen. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Definitely I will, on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah, I will follow you. I'll go visit. <laughs> That's going to be so exciting. That's it's kind of like yes. what our our friend Angie is doing right now. She's going to embark on like this yes. year-long excursion around the world and share her healing gifts. And I mean, yeah, again, another example of like, it's possible. We can do that. It is. It is. And God leads you up to it. Be careful what you ask for as well. Like I remember a long time ago, I always used to say, I'm going to move to California. I'm going to move to California. I want to move to California. And everybody's like, it's so expensive. You don't want to move out there. Well, here I am in California. <laughs> I might complain <laughs> about the rent because it is expensive, but oddly, you do get what you ask for. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow, but eventually it'll come. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will. It will. And sometimes I yeah. always say it may not come the way in which you expect, exactly. but it comes the way in which you need. Exactly. Exactly. Which is sometimes even harder because you're like, well, I didn't think I needed that. And then it's but the universe is like, you needed that. <laughs> yeah, you needed that. You need to sit down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Even the way I got out here is like, okay, Okay, who would want to come out here like after you hit rock bottom? So definitely you gotta you gotta hold on to faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like the theme of this episode. 
yes yes it's fabulous and it can look ugly spirit uh not spirituality healing could be ugly it could mm. look very ugly especially in the moment but to be able to look back it's weird because one of my friends she just had a hard year um starting i think last year and she we're she was telling us our, her story today and after she told the story, I said, isn't it amazing? Like what you went, what you came out of. And she's like, I know when I was going through it, it just seemed like I was, she was like, I was under the floor. And it's like, and now you're taking care of all your business and able to do it freely and happily. So she's like, I know it's crazy to be able to look back and see what I made it through. Yeah. So it looks the- like chaos. Yeah, in the moment, it looks like chaos. In the moment, you're like, yeah. this is so horrible. It's never going to mm-hmm. end. It's mm-hmm. it's ugly. And then you, in retro, it isn't until retrospect that you're able to see, wow, I was able to, to alchemize that from that fear into faith. Yes, exactly. So you got to keep the faith, even when it's ugly. You got to keep the faith. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. find the silver lining, I always say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you are the embodiment of a silver lining. <laughs> Thank just, you. <laughs> I wish I wish my listeners could see you. Just you, you have such a beautiful glow and like light about you. Thank you. I remember when we did our intuitive group, and everybody's like, "You're like so golden," and I was like, "Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your, totally. your aura is like yellow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, and also in that intuitive group, didn't someone? give you a reading that um you were a queen or a goddess in one of your past yeah. lives yeah I believe she said it. she see me going all the way back to like pyramids and that I was wearing a huge crown and so I was like that's awesome now I want to <laughs> get into like my past lives so that's the whole story within a story <laughs> right yeah doing your past life regression yeah but I, yeah. I could definitely see that that in the past life you were some sort of goddess queen um just because you have mm-hmm. that that like energy about you and um yeah it's it, I feel like we could keep talking forever and ever um but I do want to hit a few more questions before we end okay. um <laughs> let's see if money wasn't a factor, what would you do with your time? Um, if money wasn't a factor, I would live, I want to say a farm, but in a place where we grew our own food, there would have to be a spa. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would have to have community. Like, it would be amazing just to have community, be able to sit down, have coffee with amazing friends, go to the spa, um, be able to grow my own food, have fresh uh, food and water and just, I don't know, I guess that would be it. <laughs> I love that. What do they call that? The slow, the slow life? I think it's slow era or something like that was on trending on tiktok a few months ago but i thought yeah that's that's kind of it right that's just what we want to just be slow and enjoying our life and not hustling and bustling through it all and and yeah that assists in presence yes because you think of money and every when you have money you're pretty much alone you don't know who your friends are you don't know if they're your friend for money or not 
and mm-hmm. it's a lonely place and then it's a stressful place because they say more money more problems so then you get more bills bigger bills but the ideal thing is to be able to relax every day and be surrounded by people you love and be able to have a good day and do the things you want to do without the fear of not having enough money for it so that would be what I would want that's the secret sauce Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. And then let's see. Mm, This is a good one. How do your closest friends describe you? Um, good question. (laughs) Probably outgoing. The fun (laughs) one, the one that everybody comes to for advice. They say, give good advice. Um, With me being a Virgo, I like to fix everything. So when they're having a tough time or like, their life is falling apart. They love to have conversations with me because I just make them feel at ease. I think not necessarily solving their problems, but giving them the advice that calms their mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I would agree with that. And, um, what are, who are some of your favorite spiritual teachers or even like astrology teachers? Um, I have a few. There's one online. She's on Instagram. She, her name is the hood healer. She's one of my favorites. She's a big one. Um, my friend, actually my friend, Christina Martinez, she got me into the more into the spiritual journey. I met her when I first got here. Um, we met through a mutual friend and started working out. And that was like nine years ago. And she was, she was already doing like a lot of the spiritual, the stones, the sage, and not necessarily did she push it on me, but just through her and it just kind of, it's weird to explain because I, I seen what was going on with her, but at the same time, my soul was kind of like going through it as well. So I was doing a lot of research and like the astrology, the um, stones, the spiritual healing, the childhood healing we're all going through that so she was christina would probably be my mentor my first mentor awesome yeah we all mm-hmm. we have to have mentors in this life yes yes to extend the hand out my, she's still a very she's one of my best friends today That's and amazing. she's a therapist so she was going through her grad school at the time she she does a lot of We've had therapy sessions. She's helped with me and my daughter. So she's an amazing person. (laughs) Oh, that's wonderful. Well, I love, I love a fellow therapist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So Alicia, this has been so wonderful. I feel like, um, again, every time I talk to you, I always feel lifted and um, just, just made to feel all bubbly inside. So As we close our episode, I'm going to ask you one final question, which is the question I ask every guest. And it is, what does it mean to lead a life leaning into love? Um, what does it mean to live a life leaning into love? It means your heart will be full and not necessarily will you always be happy, but you'll always be rewarded for your good doings so there's fulfillment in leading a life full of love 
Mm, yeah, fulfillment. Your heart will be full. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great. Thank you so much, Elisha. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to the Lean Into Love podcast. And thank you for taking the time to learn how to be a little bit more compassionate with yourself. A small amount certainly goes a long way. If you enjoyed what you heard today, I invite you to work with me inside the Self Love Club, a one-on-one virtual coaching program where you'll learn how to love yourself more fully through holistic and integrative wellness practices. Each session is specifically designed to fit your goals and needs. Visit theyogina.com and book a free discovery call so we can create a roadmap of how we'll get you there today. And if you haven't already, hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. If you enjoyed your time here, rate and review this podcast. That way other souls on their journey back home to themselves can learn from people like you. Until next time, keep leaning into love. And remember, you are worthy, you are loved, and you are never alone.